Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. We're, we're gonna get. We're gonna talk about what we got after on this podcast. Podcast number oh, fourteen. Now, well, fourteen. Now, now, yeah, because these are going out of order, right? For when we're taping them. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and even in the next episode, we mentioned that this episode that we're recording right now, we're recording later. Okay. Because we've recorded episode fifteen already, and that's with uh, Shane. Shane. Okay. And the Great Falls Chamber of Commerce. So the next time we do one of these, it'll be talking about that one. It'll be talking about that one. But this one, we're going to be talking about... Number 13. Number 13. Which is... That's an appropriate number. So I didn't put that together till right now. It absolutely is an appropriate number. Yeah. Um, And before we get into that, shout out to uh, Crooked Tree Coffee for allowing us to come upstairs to their second little floor up here. The little... What do you call this? A A, a balcony? Like a... Balcony or, area. A, a mezzanine. Ooh, I like the mezzanine word. Okay, it's like an inside. It's like an inside the the place balcony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so we're we're mezzanine. over we're over them making the coffee right now. We can like look down. It's yeah. actually, I find it actually kind of easier to record in here. Um. Yeah. The because like as I'm talking, like I'm when I stop talking, there's not that eerie silence. Right, that, and, that and, and I off. think every once in a while, if neither one of us are talking, mm-hmm. the mics, you know, they're smart mics or whatever, you know, the roadcaster here is yeah. like a smart thing, and it'll shut off, mm-hmm. and it'll almost feel like, oh, there's a problem, but then once we start talking, it'll pick up that ambient noise again, so we just have to remember to always keep talking. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, though. But we, we got such good feedback from the Albanco um podcast that we're like well let's just try to do something that are on site in different areas and so this morning we're yeah we're at crooked tree i found out i came in yesterday to make sure it was okay that like you know we're taking up a whole table and Mm -hmm. maybe it makes people feel a little awkward that there's like microphones or whatever you know we didn't want to impose right and the is it the owner that i talked to that you you did these the sound the music Uh for her wedding yes i think uh, um I think sisters own it. Sisters, okay. Yes. Um, so I did the Lindsay's wedding. Okay. I believe it was. And so, and this was, I mean, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's right. And that was like a few years ago. So, whoa, I yeah. feel like, man, I'm like a, I'm like a, like an old time musician in this town now. <laughs> I, I didn't even remember some of the shows I did, but no, not only that, I used to do, um, I used to play right here because so since after so I played their wedding and then they were like that was cool do you want to do you want to do music in the coffee shop or maybe it was maybe I did coffee shop music first and they already kind of got knew knew me and liked me and then said hey can your band now play live at our wedding and that was so awesome by the way I've I've not done a better wedding since I mean I shouldn't say that sorry if you've had a wedding with me (laughs) but um I had a band where I still had a trumpet player, and oh. we were playing lots of jazz music, and uh, we were playing in the um, it's the Great Falls History Museum. So it's over, I want to say second. Um, oh, is that right? Or is it just up the no? It's just up the street from El Banco, actually. Okay. So it's just on the other side of the street, but just a little bit towards uh, Tenth. Okay. Uh, south. Um, 
Yeah, a little south. Right, so a little bit south. And um, inside there, they've got a great history museum. And what I wasn't aware of is that there used to be a huge jazz, um, huge, huge jazz contingent here in Great Falls. Like this was number three behind uh, New York, Chicago, and then there was Great Falls, Montana, that was just known for being the place where you came to see these night cool acts like jazz and the thing, you know, that was the popular music of the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you go in there to the History Museum and I'm there to play a wedding. And uh, it's like this amazing dance floor and they've got all this jazz memorabilia from what was called the Ozark Club. Down, mm-hmm. downtown Great Falls, just downtown, right around here, burned yeah. it burned down. So, um, and I, I, I can't remember where it was, but I was just like, "Whoa, we get to play like a cool place, you know? We're playing some jazz music in a historically rich place of jazz, you know?" And I don't know. I, and it, yeah, that was um, it was a cool wedding, great people, um, but I've never been able to play there since because the I don't think he works there anymore. But there was an executive director because uh-huh. I, I said, "Hey, why isn't this venue?" Why isn't this venue busy and packed every single weekend with live music? Because, I mean, I would be happy to even help you do that, even if it wasn't me. I would right, just love to right. see music in here. Why don't more people know about the jazz history of Great Falls? How is it that I live here and I've never heard of it? Um, and um, I think he had some story about, like, well, they just don't do that anymore. They only do their own parties, you know, parties that they want to throw. Um, and it's because one time there was a wedding and then some drunk guy got past the locked doors and maybe damaged something in the, uh, oh. the history. And I was like, oh, that one guy ruined it. I was going to say, it? it's all, it, I think it's the same drunk guy that ruins everything for all of us. Yeah. It's just the same guy. Same Wherever guy shows he's up. at, and it just ruins things for all of us. So what I'm realizing about Great Falls is uh, the, the absolute uh, potential that this, this city, this town has and the, the amazing history. I mean, this is a, a key stopping point for Lewis and Clark. We've got the falls. We've got the refinery. Uh, but then so much history downtown. And so when I came in here, and you're, you're saying her name's Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I talked, I talked with Lindsay and asked if we could do a podcast. And she said, well, as long as you're here once I get here. you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll make sure Joe sticks around. She really wanted to say hi to you. And it, at first it caught me off guard. I'm like, well, I've been talking to Joe about this for you know a couple hours now, figuring out where we want to go. Uh-huh. And he didn't even mention that, oh, I did their <laughs> wedding. And, and, but then I realized, you know, after talking to you, you're like, well, that was like a couple years ago. Yeah, you yeah. know. But she, it was fresh in her mind when I mentioned uh, Joe Ryan. And... Uh, and yeah, and so she said, I, well, I told her what the podcast was about and that, you know, it's kind of morphing now into, like, I'd really like to see this podcast, the one that comes out on Thursdays, that we share, like, events that are going on around Great Falls, because just like uh, in the next episode, you'll hear Shane talking about, like, people just complain that there's nothing to do, but she's like, oh, well, were you guys here for the block party on Thursday? Uh-huh. And I was like, I felt bad, like, right away mm-hmm. that I said, oh, our show, we want to, like, help people know what's going on in Great Falls, and then she's yes. like, we're here for the block party, and in my head, I'm like, well, I hadn't even heard of the block party. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to make a note of this. this but is- I just I just told her, I was like, well, Joe's just a busy guy. <laughs> you know, we weren't able to make it. Yeah. Um, it's true. But but um, I think it's a, I think you know we we could use this platform to just you know people could check in on Thursdays maybe we try to keep it at that hour mark every time so it's not a huge long listen yeah. and um, you know we have a little segment that's like hey what's going on in in this neck of the woods yeah exactly check out this jazz you know we had that thing where we were like oh let's share cool things that we want people to know well let's let's change check out this jazz mm-hmm. to 
right here in Great Falls, Jazz. Right, instead of things that maybe we ran across. And, and we'll talk about that stuff, too. I mean, geez, it's just what what's happening in our lives is eventually going to become podcast fodder. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're thinking instead of um, being so haphazard about it, you know, just kind of walking around and whatever we bump into, that's what we'll right. tell you about. Right. Why not go to the source? So I'm writing down, I was actually taking a couple of notes here while you're talking. I'm thinking that we should check out the Chamber of Commerce website. Yep. Maybe uh, the Great Falls Development Authority, you know, and then and then also that um, Facebook page you just showed me, uh, who in the funk? Yeah, who in the funk? Yep, with Kurt Osborne. He's been doing that like for, I mean, out of the goodness of his heart, basically. Just, I mean, he, he calls around to all the bars and says, "Hey, what do you got going on?" And he just and compiles it's just a this list. huge list. And huge so we list. could we could go through. I mean, we there's so many things actually on that Facebook page that we can't like go through all of them, but no. pick out a few that we could we could share. And, and maybe say, hey, this is where you can see Joe. He's going to be here on, you know, Saturday. Or even if you're not, like, playing or something like that, just if people want to run into you. Um, and then for all of our listeners outside of Great Falls, you know, we'll, we'll keep the segment kind of short so that we're not just, um, you know, Great Falls only. And you guys are like, oh, well, I'm never listening to Thursdays. We yeah. want to still keep Thursdays exciting. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'll talk about what we did last last time. And on this one, we're going to talk about our Tianta podcast, which yep. was really, really amazing and good for a lot of reasons. And then also a learning experience for yeah. a, a very specific reason. Yeah. And, and before we get into that, I actually wanted to talk about Crooked Tree a little bit because I want to mm-hmm. be thankful for what they've done. The, the, the worst part about Crooked Tree is there are on the intersection of two one ways. Mm-hmm. And so it can be difficult to get here, but it's it's well worth it to get here. And so anytime someone's like, hey, let's meet a crooked tree, I never try to pick somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. They uh, a lot very similar to Albanco in in the fact that they take pride in their their coffee making. They take so much pride in their baked goods and and oh, food yeah. products. And they do um, a lot of wedding dessert catering here you know like they can make your wedding cake here and yeah. you know cupcakes and all of that stuff and mm-hmm. it's good looking stuff so when i came in yesterday mm-hmm. i i like to be a patron you know um while i'm asking for a favor and so i got a lemon bar a little treat for me mm-hmm. and i got a carrot cake and uh, i can't remember what the other one was but it was like a java chocolate cake little slices that you can get they're like individually wrapped it's so cool and uh, brought those home for for the family you know to share um very rich and super tasty and uh and so then this morning i just wanted to share what we what we each ordered you know for what we both we both were able to finish before we started recording but i had a tomato basil quiche and delightful Delightful. Normally, what I do in the morning is is uh, you know when I'm I'm gonna actually kind of a, not a strict diet, but I like to watch what I eat. Mm-hmm. And so in the mornings, I usually do a protein source of some sort, like eggs. Okay. And then I, I try to make mix, mix vegetables in with every meal. Um, and uh, and then in the morning, for me, it's important. That's when I get like the majority of my carbs. So sometimes mm-hmm. I just do like granola, you know, you know something like that. But this this quiche was perfect. Yeah. Taste was perfect, and and I noticed you had a, a wrap of some sort. I want to say it's a burrito, but I don't know. Yeah, it was one of. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, uh, but she's like uh, been a long time uh, Great Falls Mexican restaurant. I don't know about restaurant tour. Maybe she has a restaurant in town. I'm sorry about that if I don't know. But I see her stuff all over, and it's Luz. I think L U Z. Um, 
so Lima, uniform, zebra. Yes, got it in there. Oh, <clears throat> phonetic yeah. alphabet every coming now, in hot. Every now and again, I like to passive, passively remind people I was in the military. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then overtly remind them. And then tell them specifically. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, I was in the military. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just we had a joke when I was in that uh, when we got out, we're going to be one of those people that were always wearing the Marine Corps hat, which is a big red hat, yeah, and saying, uh, "Well, you're welcome for your freedom there, civilian." Yeah. Or, or anytime somebody's like, "Like, here's your coffee, sir," and you go, "Semper Fi, Semper Fidelis," <laughs> which which just means always faithful. It's not a very tough motto. It's it's not. But if you're a Marine, it is. It it makes us very proud to say. Anyways. Um, so and so, Luz does a good job. She, you can find her um, a couple different places. So she must be really good um, networking, getting her, getting her product out there. I think I even see her salsas for sale in bottles in, oh, in different oh, places. Yeah, so, yeah. And I do have one question. So I, I like the burritos. I always go for the burritos. So I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving money to Luz. I do have a question while we're talking. Okay. What's with all the oregano in the salsa? Like it tastes. It tastes not like salsa. It tastes like a. You should put it on a, an Italian dish, with with no spice. Okay, so I, uh, if you have oregano in it, it turns this tomato product that you call salsa into spaghetti sauce. That's what it's doing for me. Yeah, and so I make, I have to. I'm going to make you a jar, mm-hmm. um, but I make the perfect salsa. I've, okay. I've somehow stumbled into the the perfect recipe. Now my wife's taken over, and she does it just even slightly better than it's me. A little better. Yeah. Just and it so up. now when I say I'm going to make you some, I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, hey, is it okay if you make a jar for Joe? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> but during during the, the COVID, we uh, got into you know some mason jar type things that you can do, right? And I think maybe everybody got into some of those things. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't find mason jars anywhere for a long time because so many people got into it. But yeah. uh, salsa was one of them. And I, I would go through, like, I do, like, mango go salsa pineapple salsa we'd try like super hot and we'd go get like the you know um uh well typically in the the normal salsa i make is got poblano and jalapeno but we'd go and get like the hotter stuff serrano okay or I don't, we didn't really go into like ghost pepper or carolina reaper but, but you, maybe you got up to habanero am i am i hearing that right i think i yeah i think one time we put habanero in there but yeah. Serrano's plenty hot. I love it. Yeah, Serrano, Serrano made it just right. And then the other thing that, that added, uh, if you really want to spice it up at a reasonable level, is you can get this can of uh, chipotles and adobo sauce. Oh, yeah, I know those. Okay, and so one with a little bit of, like maybe a, a teaspoon, tablespoon of sauce, mm-hmm. uh, a sauce from that can is like for me the perfect amount but if you want to kick up the heat just put another pepper from that can in there oh uh-huh. you want to kick up the heat again put another pepper in right and you can just kind of level it up in a very reasonable manner from that and that's what we learned pretty quickly and uh and anyway so i can give that that recipe maybe on instagram or something but it's pretty pretty simple mm-hmm. there's no oregano in it and so i'm i'm shocked that people are like oh yeah that sounds so like Italian American to do, <laughs> you know. And I, I, I was like, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's something super authentic Mexican. And I never researched it honestly, so I, I am still speaking in ignorance. I'm just an ignorant consumer. All I know is, is it tastes like oregano tomato juice. So I've I've spent some time in Mexico and also like Central America, mm-hmm. and yeah, oregano is not a not a thing in any of their their, their stuffs. 
Okay, so um, it's a legitimate question, at least. Yeah. Okay. And, and if I ever, I, maybe I'll meet her one day. Maybe we could have her on the show. And I'll be like, what's with the oregano? And, and if I'm honest, like in Mexico, it's not necessarily like the salsa we would think of that's like this liquidy. It's more of a, what do you call it when it's just kind of diced up? Oh, yeah, like a pico. pico yeah, de pico gallo. de gallo. Uh, it's more like that. It's like a pico de gallo is like their salsa, and then it's like a sauce. So there's one or the other, but almost our salsa is like a mix. I see. You know what I mean? And in Mexico, it's two separate things. You can get like hot sauce to put on your tacos, or you can get like a pico. And they, they make those all different. And essentially, it is salsa. It's just when you're in a third world country, not a lot of people have blenders. And so oh, yeah. they're just chopping with knives, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of makes it pico de gallo. Gotcha. And, and so that's what um, I found mainly down there when you're looking for salsa. It's not very liquidy, very chunky. Wow. Oh, that was a whole whole tangent there that was uh, fun. Uh, if, yeah, if we talk about food, I just really, <laughs> I, I get into it. I was talking to my wife about that. Hey, Melanie, how you doing? Love you. Um, and I was I was noticing that that is one of the things that just lights you up like a Christmas tree. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about certain other projects that we're kind of looking into. I won't go into any detail, but I was thinking... Well, we're going to talk about those, and I and we have some really good projects on the horizon, but they don't have anything to do with food. So I actually have another couple that after we're done recording, I'm going to like say, hey, what, you, what about these ones? Because I, I've kind of had similar ideas, but I thought, again, kind of like with the podcast, it's hard to do without that second person, without yeah, that yeah. other... You know, when you got this, I can go be doing that and we can actually have this tiny little startup business Um, because as a, you know, just being on the podcast and thinking about it, I think has got me into this mindset of like, well, I can't just be looking for other people who are getting after it. I I need to be getting after it myself or I don't even feel like I, I should be a host on this podcast. You know, if I'm just like sitting there. I don't know. I, I've been waking up earlier. That's an, that's one thing that I've been doing because I yeah, thought to yeah, myself, you you messaged me at like six something this morning. It's it's very new, but I've been I've decided I'm going to start getting up earlier because I'm thinking, well, geez, Brian's up. He's he's probably sweating. He's probably in full sweat right now, and I am just like wiping the sleep out of my eyes. Yeah. And so, um, even though it wasn't it wasn't hasn't been anything, I've been doing ten to twenty minutes on the exercise bike just mm-hmm. as a, I'm going to get up in the morning, and I'm going to get my heart pumping. And and it's amazing what that's going to do for your just your your hormones and endorphins that your body just immediately wants to start releasing. Mm-hmm. It gives you such a great start to the day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I had a meeting with with my supervisor uh, through through Childbridge, and uh, I think it was at like yeah like ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, by ten o'clock, I, I was snapping my fingers. I was like, I I am like firing on all cylinders right now, and we're mm-hmm. on a like a Zoom meeting, you know. And I was telling her, I was like, I think right now I could be doing this meeting with you and I fully engaged mm-hmm. while listening to a podcast, reading a book and answering emails. I, th- I feel like that's where my brain's at right now. And it's some of the, the, the best I've felt in a while. And I think it's part of that, you know, just sticking to a regimen when I'm busy and we've been busy like the last yeah. couple of days with recordings and, oh, yeah. you know, like we're, we're recording now before I'm going to work, you know, before the day starts mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. I've been to the gym, you know, and it all, it's, yeah. uh, it's kind of a rush. Um, and I like it. And, it and it keeps your brain. My brain seems to focus better when I keep my schedule busy. But if, if, if I don't have anything going on and I, I can wake up late, I end up like spending those days like 
you know, going down the bunny trail on YouTube, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. looking at reels on Instagram for an hour, mm -hmm. you know, and then, then you look up and you're like, oh my goodness, what'd I do with the day? Well, not much of the day left. Guess I'll just keep up this momentum. That's you know? right. And you know what? Another thing that did it is it's not, I guess it's not just the podcast, the idea of the podcast. It's, it's our guests. So like, even though we'll be talking about, you know, in depth, uh, next, next podcast, um, when we were talking to Shane, he had that one example that I'll share and it's, um, and well, I, I won't, I won't give it away, but it came up that he, um, he, he likes to do that yard work and remember why he did that yard work. Yeah, right. And, yeah. I, and, and that, that thing that blew my mind and I was like, this is blowing my mind right now. And I wasn't just trying to be, make a funny statement. I was literally like in awe of this man who's what I was, was I'm trying to ask him this very specific question and he gives me this answer that I'm like I was not prepared and I thought I knew a little bit about you but now that I'm actually thinking about it this is the exact answer I should have been prepared for right and so what I did after um, after I got done as I went home I sat down on the couch and uh, pulled out my phone started looking at the news and thought you know maybe I'll go mow the lawn and I was tired. Did you I, did you? I, I was on? very very tired. Let me preface this. Basically, it was the first, maybe the first time we had done a really early morning it, one. Yeah, it was. Um, so I was very tired. I stayed up the night before. I was I was depleted, and mm -hmm. then I decided I'm going to mow this lawn. And we have a hill that no one else in the family can mow. I, so it is kind of a physical thing that you got to do. And I went both directions. I mowed it this way, and then I mowed it that way just like Shane said yeah, he's like you gotta yeah. do it like this and I was like yeah you're right I gotta do it like this yeah. and then I went to the front I did the same thing to the front and then I took out the clippers that I've never touched I don't think ever in my life and I started clipping the prune, pruning the hedges and pruning the bushes and I, and then I went down and I started pulling out the weeds from the place where there's just decorative rocks and I did the whole thing I went out and did the whole thing yeah. and I was like I felt amazing yeah. Afterwards, I was yeah. like, I did a thing, and and my wife's mood improved. Oh yeah, it just it absolutely just absolutely. improved. So I I got home from work, and so I you know, eight hour shift at work yesterday, and mm -hmm. I get home, and um, my wife is like, she's a rock star. So she she's a she is a stay at home mom, but um, mm -hmm. she she usually works out two hours a day, um, and she's got a she does like the classes at the peak here in town, and so she's got to kind of schedule those in her day, uh -huh. and she tries to do like two classes back to back so that it's not like this huge split in her day and does driving she, back and does forth. Does she do like two hours of working out and then two classes? No, 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 no. no. The the two hours of working out are the classes. Okay. Sorry if there was confusion there. No, I was about to say yeah, when yeah. does she do no, anything else? No, no, no. <laughs> that's 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 what she does. But she and then she'll find time to like take our girls out like in individual times and we have four girls in our house mm -hmm. uh she gets the dishes done she doesn't let me do yard work so when you guys are talking about yard work i i'm not allowed which is fine Whoa. she just takes so much pride she loves the smell of, of uh -huh. cut grass and yeah and so if she's like super tired and it needs to be done i'll do it she's but like shane she loves it she yeah ah. yeah she absolutely loves it so she she ends up doing that but but i get home and she's like moving stuff around and laundry and and, da, da, da. and I said, okay, like, how can I help? And she's like, no, there's, no, there's nothing you can do. Okay. I said, okay, there <laughs> absolutely is. If there were two of you, 
what would the second one of you be doing? And she's like, dishes, like so quickly mentioned yep. it. And it's my least favorite chore. Uh-huh. That's why I'd she like, didn't tell you. Like send me out to like clean up dog poop with my teeth. You know, mm-hmm. like I'd rather do that than, mm-hmm. than do the dishes. But I did. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to. And I think part of it was, you know, we've been talking about getting after it. And if I can't be a good example and, mm-hmm. and, and show. And so, yeah. You know what? When I just said, I'm going to do the dishes, it took like 11 minutes. I did the dishes, started the, the load. I felt good mm-hmm. and, and then got on with the rest of my day. And, uh, and that was after, you know, we had been up, er, I'd, I'd worked out. We'd been, you know, immediately going to a podcast after working out and then going to work. Long day of, of but firing on all cylinders and like yeah. really feeling like a rock star day. Uh, and then even was able to schedule the, the crooked tree, you know, make sure we could be in here, get home, dishes, you know. And then I think it's very, very important that, uh, you know, and, and you, you have a blended family. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the, the under 18-year-olds that are living in your house, you have to invest in them as well. Yeah. Absolutely have to. And that can be for a parent. And we maybe don't like to admit it. And maybe just uh, we, we excuse it away that at least we're home. My parents weren't home. Uh-huh. But being home isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to invest in your children and give them time. Even 10, 15 minutes. Um, you, you've got to get on their level. Do some things with them. Because when they, when they do move out of the house, you know, what do they want? What do you want them to remember? You know, dad was always watching TV or on his phone. Or do you want, to, want them to remember, dad colored with me. Dad mm-hmm. was interested in what, what I was doing. Dad got me out of the house. And, and you know, and so that's, that's all part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A, a part of getting after it. Uh, let's, let's talk about the last episode. Why, okay. why, so you mentioned that it was good in many, mm-hmm. many ways. Yep. And then in very specifically bad in one way. What were the good ways? What did, what did you like? Well, Tianta is um, an amazing guest, I would say. First of all, she's um, so fun to listen to, has amazing information, um, has lived a life that we most of us are just very jealous of because she, she has these projects and she has this passion about um, not only dinner theater, um, but other things too. And it's like, you know, just local business, the escape room, just doing something fun. And that love of mystery, like she talks about, was just like really, really cool. All of that stuff was just awesome. Um, what else? What else was good? Let's see. Um, I like that she has the same taste in candy that we do, you know, because it feels weird when I'm, I'm just sitting there eating all the candy and, and the guest isn't, isn't, you know, having any, when I'm just really happy that she partook. Um, uh, I loved, I loved Tiantas and, and this is weird. This isn't podcast. And I'm just going to like toss out some, some, just some positive stuff. I just love Tiantas style. I just yeah. love how she's just always like, so I don't know what the, she's sharp looking, just very put together, just very like, wow, that is a person that I wish I could have a selfie with on Instagram. She's just really cool. You know, and b- hanging around her makes me feel like I'm interesting or more, more importantly, makes other people think that I'm interesting. Okay. <laughs> just like, like interesting by association. By association. Her- and so the thing that I guess it wasn't the best, and if you listen to it, and I hope you do, um, but I hope you do it with over the ear, really, really good earphones on because, you know, unfortunately we didn't, we didn't get her mic placement um, very good. So um, we, we immediately thought about that and, you know, different ways that we're going to fix that for the next person. Um, and we won't be able to fix it very soon um, as far as um, what to do when, when, when that happens, when the, when the 
audio isn't picking up the, w- the way we'd like it. Um, so we won't be able to fix it too soon, but we would like to have Tianta back. And just, to, yeah. you know, and the thing was, as we did already mention, we're, we'd love to have her back. It was such a fun time. We're going to talk about her um, dinner theater stuff that's hopefully, hopefully, hopefully coming out this fall or by next, um, whatever, spring. Um, we're also going to talk about the escape room. And I think you and I should take the uh, our significant others and whoever else wants to join us and kind of do that. So and, we're going to hear it. from her again. Yeah, we absolutely will. And, I, and, and so to, to kind of uh, give context of how, you know, when you're, you're bringing in another personality to, to Joe and I, you know, we bring in somebody to interview. We, we do, we don't just like jump in and record. They don't get there, put on a headset and go. Like we, we do mess with the, the levels. We make sure that they can hear uh, in their headphones. Mm-hmm. And it sounded, I mean, she definitely has a unique voice and it's the first female we've had. And and so it sounded great in our headphones. Yeah, sounded good. It really did. And then as I've been listening this morning, uh, we're recording on a Tuesday, so it, it just came out this morning. But I'm, I'm like a half an hour in, and our, your, your, yours and my volumes are fine because we're so used to our levels and where we keep the mic. Uh-huh. And about 20 minutes in, you can barely even hear what happens, but you moved her mic a little bit, mm-hmm. and she thought you were trying to take her water. You oh, know? Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, don't take my water. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and the volume kind of gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We, and we had her turned up pretty pretty well yeah and so another idea we have is getting um a headset with a mic attached to it so that mic is just always just an inch away because she would back up a little bit and then you you know you barely hear what she was saying and then she'd get in close Mm -hmm. because she'd realize that because she could hear it in her headphones Mm -hmm. but her voice sounds great I, i loved the content of the interview it just I mean, uh, when, when I say her voice sounds great, I love the sound of her voice. Mm-hmm. I wish you, it came across better in the podcast. And you know what? To end on a really good note, like the compliment sandwich that we should all be using as mm-hmm. managers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to end on a good note, I mean, and, the, and the, actually the great, invaluable thing, I would say, that happened from that experience is what we learned. Yeah, yeah. And so invaluable is now I know and you know to go into settings uh, to go to advanced to go to audio and then to go to into in, to um, click the little thing by SD card which we're recording to that says multi-track so if this happens again we can go, we can go back in there and go right to that track and just bump up that and volume bump, bump, bump up the game and yeah. it'll, it'll be right there no and worries. that's the problem now is, is as we get the recording from our our mixer it only comes out as one stream, you know, one channel. One file. Yeah. yeah, one file. But we've now, Joe did some research and we can get it. Each individual channel can have its own file so we could go back in and just turn her volume up. Because at this point, if we if we were to turn the volume up for everything, Joe and I would kind of blow you away on the speakers and, yeah. and then you'd be able to hear Tianta just fine. So, uh, yeah, if you bear with it, if you take the time to listen on over here, over your headphones, I'm sure it'll be great because yeah, we hear. listen to it through this, uh, this mixer here, the Rodecaster Pro. We, we listen to it here and you could, you could hear rather well, mm-hmm. even in the setting we're in right now, but we do have over ear headphones and maybe, you know, some, some nice iPods or something might work, but in my mm-hmm. truck, it's, it's pretty difficult 
Oh yeah, gotcha. pretty difficult to hear. I did look up some of uh, the over-the-ear earphones with the microphone, and I'm yeah. pretty excited. I mean, it's a little—it's about 200 bones, mm. but it's an Audio Technica, and it has you know the quality that I think we're looking and durability because we got to toss things in the our little case here and yeah, get things case. places. So I'm I'm look I, I was almost gonna go towards the uh, the gamer headphones style thing, but we're gonna go more towards the football coach. You know, with a nice little, it it looks slightly different, but it'll be perfect and uh, very comfortable for long use. That so, yeah, that that's key. That's yeah, key. We want people to be comfortable. We want you to sound good, and we want people to go, "Ooh, that person sounds great." I wish I was on that podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, and I think with the least amount of like uh, adapters we have to use to plug it in is also good. So if it yep. just comes already, what is what is the name of this? Uh, XLR. XLR. Mm -hmm. If it just comes with an XLR, mm -hmm. I think that would work way better without having to go to like and plug yes. different things in. You know, mm -hmm. I always get worried when you're you, you travel outside the U.S. and it's different plugs, and you're like, oh, I need this adapter, this adapter, this adapter. Then you can plug in the curling iron. It's it feels. I don't use a curling oh, yeah. iron, but yeah. it feels unsafe, right? Yeah, it does. But you unsafe. lose quality as well if you, if you're talking about sound or, or mm -hmm. you know video. You the more adapters you have, you're losing quality every time. So true. You're going through one of those adapters. Um, there's something I got to bring up that's off off the cuff. Let's do it. Let's um, hear it. Because I learned something from Albanco. Well, I learned Jesse at Albanco. I learned well. I learned like a million things while I was there. But something that kind of caught in my brain was the, you remember when we talked about you shouldn't um, reheat coffee? Yeah. And so I was thinking like, well, how do I do that? And like, I want my coffee to be hotter longer. But what I do is I prefer to make an Americano or a French press, and then I add cold half and half to it. Yes. Okay. Oh, you're getting somewhere right now. Right. I know where you're going, and I love it. And so what I've been doing, so I've been interested in just trying to trying the different uh, coffees around town. And so to do that, I was like, well, let me just get a regular, um, and I was going with a macchiato, like a regular no flavor macchiato. They're usually smaller. And then it occurred to me as I just came here uh, this morning, and I've had I've had a million cups of coffee here at uh, Crooked Tree because they they do a great job. Mm -hmm. um, but what I never ever do is is have a latte. You know the the regular old latte. You know, right. and I thought, well, you're heating up the milk first, and then you're adding it to the coffee. Isn't that what I want? Yep. <laughs> and so yep. I did, and and I noticed that they do that thing where they don't burn or scald the milk, so it has like a almost like a perfectly nutty flavor. Yeah. And it sweetens it just perfectly, like milk should. Yeah. And I'm having like one of the best cups of coffee of my life, like right now as I'm talking to you. This is this is like. It feels like I've learned something that everyone has known forever. Like, a lot of lattes are good. <laughs> like, like, secretly, everybody's just like, you know, oh, we know that. We know. That's why yeah, they're the most that. popular one. Yeah. It's like a latte something. Oops. Yeah. And here I am trying to get creative. Yeah. Well, and, and so you can do that at home. You can warm up your milk beforehand, and, and it, it'll work a lot better. I, so this morning, I was trying to decide what to get. I got a cold brew. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesse has kind of ruined me. Because I, I kind of don't get flavoring or sugar or cream or anything in my coffee anymore. Uh -huh. I figure out something. So Americano, as we talked about a couple podcasts ago, episodes ago, uh -huh. I, I get an Americano quite often. Because as you said, it's almost like just a regular brewed coffee, mm -hmm. except it's just absolutely fresh. Yep. It's as fresh as you could get like a brewed coffee. Mm -hmm. And that, that I like that. And then cold brew 
I needed a cold brew this morning after being at the gym, and I knew that we were going to be on the podcast a little bit. I didn't think a coffee was going to wet my whistle yeah, okay. um, as well as, as a cold brew would. Mm-hmm. But it is good. They did a good job with the cold brew. I'm, I'm excited about yeah, it. It's good stuff here, I tell you. So yeah. check check out Crooked Tree, and if you're not in if you're not in Montana, if you're not in Great Falls, mm-hmm. check out their website anyway. Yeah, maybe they'll send you some muffins in they, the mail. They you know? might. And and Crooked Tree's um, their swag is second to none. I mean, it's it's basically a crooked tree, which is oh, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I never finished that. It's very similar to Albanco in the fact that it's like in du- modern industrial. But oh, the look of the building, yeah, or the but, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, Albanco is a darker tone, and Crooked Tree is a lighter tone. Ah, so if this was the Stanley Hotel, Crooked Tree would have been uh, Dumb and Dumber era, and then Albanco <laughs> would have been the um, Stephen King miniseries for The Shining. Is <laughs> right. that, is right. that a- I don't think that's fair for either one of those places, though, because huh? Crooked Tree is as far from Dumb and Dumber as you can get. And I'm just saying the look of the building where it was taped. Yeah, you know, yeah. And just for our our, um, our OG listeners, the ones okay. that know what yeah, we're talking the, no, about, the ones that know what we're talking about. That's it, a little uh, Easter egg. That's a little Easter egg just for you guys. Yeah, no one else is going to know it because I mean, can you imagine that reference? Those two references. What am I even talking about? Oh, I don't know. They don't, they're heard, not even related. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're not. I, I have a surprise for you. Okay. I, I googled something. Okay. <clears throat> Do you know what a uh, milliner is? Ooh, it's the hat maker. Ah, right? That's the word I was looking for. So hat making or millinery. Millinery. What? Is the design, manufacture, and sale of hats and headwear. A person engaged in this trade is called a milliner or a hatter. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. And so you were like, oh, I wish I could remember, like, who makes hats? What's their call? What the, what are they what are they called? And I'm like, I got to Google this. I'm glad you brought this up because I, for a time, had another trade that was equally as old-timey and cool. You, like, personally had a trade? Personally. I Because I, there's something about these old-timey trades, you know, like millinery. Yeah. <laughs> that really, really... There's something about it. It's just like samurai sword making or, I don't know, something about the way Jesse makes his roast his beans or something about it. There's something that's just really like, it's so niche, you know, mm-hmm. not many mm-hmm. people are doing it. And you, I don't know. And so what I did was there, um, so there's always been a shoe fixer place over here, but there was one for a short time, actually just two doors down from this building. Right. This building. Okay. Um, his name was Greg. I met him. Oh, I can't remember, Greg, if you're listening. I um, I don't remember exactly how we met, but it, oh, it might have been here, actually. I might have been playing some music, and he was like, hey, I'm also a musician. We should we should be friends. And I was like, yes, absolutely, because he plays a double bass, one of those ones that you stand up with. Oh, goodness. And that's when I was practicing with a bluegrass band, so I got my little thing, And um, but, but I was so enamored with the fact that this man had, um, with no previous experience. He just decided one day, I'm going to be a cobbler. Okay, so... (laughs) So Cobbling is what I did. (laughs) Have you seen me typing in a while? No, no, no. No, so I haven't been typing for quite a while. I want you to just read uh, the the bolded word right there. 
cobbler. <laughs> I literally looked up shoemaker, and I didn't know that's where the story was going. Yes, <laughs> I was a I was a cobbler's apprentice. Seriously, so you Seriously. like like resold shoes? I learned how to resold shoes. I never actually got to the part where I was. Uh, taking the soles off the shoes he was showing me all that stuff so you know maybe with a youtube channel and the right and the right equipment and maybe you know four months i could probably start doing it again but what i really got good at was the sewing aspect like people would come in and their belts would need fixing or their leather jacket would need fixing or a part on their shoe that had nothing to do with their sole would need fixing and that's all really good money but he liked to focus on the resoling things and the doing the the harder stuff so he thought well i'll teach you how to use these industrial size sewing machines and you know since you seem so interested oddly enough in this old-timey trade you know you can have some fun and so I'd, I'd get up way early in the morning um, and I, while I was working a job um, gosh I think it was a nonprofit I was working at I don't remember but I would get up like two hours early before work and go in there and like okay what do you got and I like, grab you know the belt or the the thing I was fixing that day and like it was so cool because the I, you'd have to go so so slow on these sewing machines I'm like you know a mile a minute I mean no, the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one mile an hour. One mile. One mile every nine hours. Okay, um, gotcha. And so, but the thing about it was just like so, like you were into it, you know. It was like I, I don't, I don't know what it's like to build miniatures, but I'm assuming that that's what the type of focus that you have to have. Because I'm like trying to get this needle into holes that were already put there and put the threading just right. And it was just so cool. I love these old timey jobs. And um, I had this idea that I wanted to make my own boots or shoes or something like that because like jeans, like many other things, um, so like jeans, uh, cowboy boots, uh, work boots, let's say these things, these are known for being things that should last forever or for 10 years or things right. that you can hand down maybe. Right. Um, no more. And so I just thought to myself, well, geez, there's not really good den denim, no genuine denim makers anymore. Um, I, I don't know, can anyone name a shoemaker that's not a corporate person? A cobbler. Like a cobbler. So there's one in, um, I don't know if he's still working there anymore because he was kind of getting on in his years, but his name's Kevin Ryan over in Helena. And for a thousand bones, you can get yourself some um, cowboy boots. And I was like, yes, one day. <laughs> and I think for about 600, you can have those like lace up, they look like logger yep, um, yep. Uh, work boots. Yep. And I was like, this is the coolest trade ever because... People that go to him, they're workers, they're, cow, they're ranchers, but they're using these boots that they're, I mean, they're on their feet all day, and yeah. they're investing that sort of money in it because, hey, they want them to last forever, and they're tired of these boots that they spend two or $300 on only last in that one year. Yeah. And then you got to buy another $300 every year. So, so in 10 years, I mean... It's a, it's a thing for hunters as well. Uh, okay. Because you, you, well, I can't say all hunters. Western big game hunters, mm -hmm. it's a it's a thing as well to to get into boots and makers of boots, and because it's a very important. It, some would argue it's even more important than your weapon, yeah, because it's got to get you to where you're going, and and you're hiking several miles in rough terrain, mm -hmm. not on trails. And uh, so I've done, I, I haven't gone like the whole route to have someone like personally make me a pair of shoes, you know, like for my feet. But there's some good makers out there. There's Snae's Boots and Bozeman, mm -hmm. which does, you know, probably as close as you could get, but on a, a bulk level okay. to, to doing what you're talking about. And exactly the shoe you're talking about of like the lace up, mm -hmm. you know, 
hard-working boots. Yeah, if it um, was like a, if it went all the way up to your kneecap, I'd call it a lineman's boot. You know? <laughs> right, right. And so they have some tall ones, short ones. Mm-hmm. But if you go into Schnee's and Bozeman, I haven't done it before, but they will literally, you know, find the exact size that you need uh-huh. and lace the boots up for you so that they can, the, each person's uniquely different in how they need to lace it up. And they'll uh-huh. do that for your foot, your, your foot. <laughs> That's a mix between foot and boot, Okay, which food. is weird because they, they have a different OO sound. Oh. Um, so the, the uniquely for your foot and your gait. So they'll have you like walk mm-hmm. and be like, oh, we need to undo this a little bit or loosen that a little bit. And they'll I get it see. just right. Okay. And those are supposed to last you like, just like you're saying, like a decade. Mm-hmm. And they'll resole those you know, right there at Schnee's Boots for, you know, 100 bucks or something, 200 bucks. Nice. And they'll resole these boots because the, the top part that's not your, your you know, bottom sole, mm-hmm. uh, that the bottom sole wears down. And it should. If it's a good boot, the, the sole should wear down. That should be what's taking the brunt of it. If your sole right. doesn't wear down, your foot is the what's wearing down. Mm-hmm. So you need a sole that can wear down. But I, I wear, uh, for, for hiking, I wear uh, crispy boots is what they're called. Uh, and they're Italian. I think I've heard of these. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like the, the not bougie. They're just kind of like what everybody, you know, that's like the name brand that everybody kind of like gets. And so I was actually not wanting to get it for that fact. Like, mm. <laughs> because like it's what everybody's getting and it's Every, the cool brand. To everyone get. has red wings and Doc Martens. Right. I want Right. It's okay. that, you know, okay. the, the Nike Under Armour, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crispy is that in the hunting world. But man, so oh, how, about my. how much? About how much were these boots? Well, I had a dis- I had a discount, and I, so I think I paid like two hundred and forty bucks for them. Okay, but they normally would have been probably around three twenty, three forty, somewhere in there. Okay, here's what I learned. Yeah, about these type of shoes, mm-hmm. um, because I got real, um, real into my own footwear. So I got some real cool uh, Red Wings, but I found out that a lot of them aren't made in America anymore. So I was like, oh geez, well, give me the American made ones, the Heritage Collection. So about the two fifty, three hundred dollar range. And I got um, Oxford, so just dress shoes. And they're for postal workers. Oh, so yeah. So postal worker shoes. And I was like, oh, these are beautiful. I love these shoes. And um, I was so happy to bring them into my friend, the cobbler. And I'd be like, check out my awesome shoes. Because he's like, oh, most shoes today are just made of cardboard and crap. And so I was so excited because I was like, you know what? I, I spent some money. I you know, saved up. And I really got myself, like I think, one of the most expensive pair of shoes I've ever, ever owned. Right. Within, I think, yeah, um, within a few bucks. And so he was like, oh, yeah, those are made of cardboard, too. <laughs> he uh, goes, you know, you know the metal shank that would be in a, in a shoe? I bet you I opened those shoes up, and that's a piece of cardboard. Oh. I was like, oh, dang. And he was showing me. He's like, see this strip right here? That's plastic right here. And, you know, it was like where the, there's like a little piece of where the sole actually meets the leather sometimes. And he's like showing me all the different little imperfections. And he's like, this is just a corporate corporation. They might've started as a little mom and pop. Right. And maybe their grandparents right. were making the best boots ever made, but their grandparents are dead. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not making those boots no more. <coughs> and, well, and, and, and it's not cool to make boots. So we don't have like, you know, um, like a whole classes of new cobblers coming out of Penn state, you know, <laughs> Right. And, uh, and so I don't want to, yeah, crispy definitely. It's not like, uh, there are some that are like legit Italian leather mm-hmm. boots and those you're going to pay, you know, 500 bucks for, and they're made mm-hmm. in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another company called, uh, Zamberland and they're, they're pretty, they're actually higher in than crispy. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you want American made leather boots, 
yeah, Sinead's is probably it. And this is all for hunting. But yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, there's yeah. there's going to be, in order to be a high production, there's going to, there has to be a level of, you know, cheaper than yep. personal, personal made. There, there just has to be. And I think now, if you were to get a pair of, like, boots as we're both kind of, you know, salivating for, yeah, yeah. you're going to pay a thousand dollars. I mean, it, it's that's where the price range is going to be now. I would do it. I mean, if I could, you know, make a goal to save up all year, maybe, yeah, put a hundred bucks away a month just for the boots, right? I might be able to justify it just because I'm out and about so much in front of people, but still, I, I haven't pulled the trigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so and, lot, and for so me, much. for me, it's it's going to be okay. I guess where where I'm at is it's it's going to be okay to spend, you know, two hundred and fifty, three hundred bucks mm-hmm. every five years as opposed to a thousand every ten, you know, yeah. and that, and that's kind of where I'm at. I know that these boots, as long as I take care of them, they're they're definitely the best boots I've ever owned for hunting. They sound cool, like. Oh, you got some crispies, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a cool thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it is a cool thing. And, they, they, you know, they have their little logo and whatever. And you can tell from a mile away that somebody's wearing a crispy. Ah. But, uh, you know, just because they have this little orange dot that's on the a very small little orange dot, but you can, like, see it. It's like um, one of those goose down coats. You ever seen one of the black yeah. ones with the red patch or, or whatever? Or, or, like, North Face. Yeah. You can tell someone's wearing, like, tell. a North Face. Yep. And uh, so you can tell I had when I went up to Big Sky and was doing the archery challenge, I had those boots. It's, it's important to break your boots in before the hunting season. So yeah, I probably okay. put 60, 70 miles on them already, you know, in preparation for, for hunting season. And everybody was asking, oh, what do you think of those boots? Because a lot of people avoid it because they're those boots. Right. <laughs> really? And I'm like, well, I avoided it for over a year, not wanting to buy them because everybody gets them. Mm-hmm. But now they're the, they're the best boots i've ever owned I, I, mm-hmm. i've used some companies that you, you may be familiar with danner or iris setter yep uh, and you can just go to shields well actually you can get crispies at shields too but uh, the danner and iris setter is going to be a level below and it's okay. ev- every okay. season i have to switch them out they're a comfortable boot they work and they're pretty high end i mean it's they're they're expensive the, uh, they're yeah not, 100, not a, 150 200 bucks yeah yeah and so for Danners. another hundred dollars you're getting a, a boot that's going to last you probably four more years that's worth it <laughs> way worth it way worth it i used to have some boots in the marine corps um and they were not the ones they issued you they were the you know everyone likes to go out and get the all leather boots yeah you can shine those up real yes. nice and at the time they were called, oh, I don't remember, maybe Carolinas or... Oh, that sounds very remember? familiar. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. And, they, and they, they all had a name like that. And then I couldn't find them again. And no kidding, like a decade later, my friend is like, hey, that same design was bought by another company. It's like Corcoran. So now you can get that design boot that you're looking for over at Corcoran. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. And it's still like a $100 boot. And I never did it. But, I mean, it's just, I nearly did because, you know, you know, when you get that nice pair of boots that when you get them and you're like, oh, that's kind of tough leather, but then you break them in and they feel like you're wearing a sock and that you're yeah. just, you're supported and you feel like Superman and you're yep. just comfortable all day. And you realize that these are more comfortable than my slipper slippers. Yep. These are more comfortable than the most comfortable pair of shoes and sneakers I've ever owned because of the support, because of how everything is just made for you yeah and and so with with my danners or iris setters i would Mm -hmm. take them off after every hunting trip or hiking trip or whatever to drive home and i'd usually wear like you know sandals or flip-flops for the drive home with the the crispies i don't they're Mm -hmm. so comfortable i don't need to even switch them out when i'm done and you know you're hiking i think one of my bear hunting trips i did you know 11 miles in one day and i'm back to the truck right as it's getting dark and you know it's spring so it's getting dark at nine o'clock at night so i've been out for 
I don't even know, 13, 14 hours. Yep, just drove home in them. And it used to be I couldn't wait to get back to the truck and take the boots off because, yeah. you know, your feet would be sweaty or whatever. And, yeah, the Krispies just, just work. I don't know why. Like, we just went down this whole rabbit trail of boots, mm-hmm. not even prepared for it. Well, I mean, uh, it's my love of um, old-timey Cobblers. style cobbler yeah. jobs. And then we both have a love of, you know, nice fitting boots or shoes, you know. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, now we're in, I'm in my 40s and you're 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 creeping up there. Yep. And our feet and parts of our bodies, they just, I want to spend more money on them to make them feel better. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's absolutely it. Because in the, the, the basic training issue boots were like these thin-soled, like, oh my goodness, it, it was... Yeah, they, they were leather, mm-hmm. and you had to shine them constantly. Mm-hmm. And it really was like, well, we have nothing planned for these guys. Uh, boot shining, you know, mm-hmm. like clean your boots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was okay because you were younger, yeah. and your feet could handle it. I mm-hmm. didn't get as many blisters. But now if I have a bad pair of boots, I'm, like, blistered after three, four miles. Like, just... Mm-hmm. There it is. Got a blister. You can feel it. Yep. You're like, oh, dang it. Yep. And so you, you spend a little, you know, you have a little bit more income. You can spend a little bit more money and take care of those old body parts that are falling off. A good pair of boots is like a good pair of underwear for your feet. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I mean. They're, they're breathable. They keep everything where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. They slip on and off easy. You can wear them all day. That's funny. We actually talk about uh, underwear quite a bit on the with Tianta and then uh, I was was trying to think did we bring it up with Shane but maybe we didn't I was you know sometime I go off on funny little whatever (laughs) and then I listened back to it going why do I joke around like that (laughs) yeah we we are our our type of humor is like fart joke humor yeah it is we're just it is harmless is what I would call it (laughs) I don't want to hate anybody I like funny noises you know I like uh, whatever okay um, but there was something that cool that uh, came out of uh, the next podcast. That was that was the wrong tone. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the the next thing that's um, that I'm pretty excited about that we can um, at least give people a little like, hey, this might be coming up, is when we were talking to Shane in the next podcast, um, we kind of bring up going on location for certain things that the Chamber of Commerce yes. is doing. And I'm very excited about that. I'm like, I think it was the 17th. I got it on my calendar. Is it this, is it this it's coming? This, it's the seventeenth. So this coming seventeenth, we're going to be participating in uh, business for breakfast. So, like, I'm stoked. I mean, it's it's really cool to to try to just get get this podcast going, um, get the stuff out there, market it to the people that we're hoping to take a listen. But to get in front of so many different um, business owners or representatives from businesses, yep, that can just see what we're doing. Like, yep. you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. You can just go, oh, look, they're doing a podcast and they, they look like these people. Maybe I'll go shake their hand. Maybe I'll go say what's up and uh, grab a card from them and maybe we can talk about it. Maybe not on a podcast, but I'm interested. And that's, um, I, it's, I'm excited to start the conversation with, with lots of different people because especially local businesses because like we say, we're, we're kind of, um, we're limited by how far we can travel. And so yep. we're, 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 and we love our local town. So why not? Why not just um, the, find the people that are getting after it right here in town first. Um, give them a shot. Um, let's let's um, highlight all the cool things that we've got going on for Great Falls and just be mm-hmm. part of that effort. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so with the Chamber of Commerce, that's that's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm excited to see if, if that's going to work out. You know, if we if we can make some friends, if we can make some contacts. But then also, I thought um, we should do the same thing with. Um, Great Falls Development Authority. You know, they do certain things as well, like certain events. 
I'll just reach out and um, uh, and and see if we could just get ourselves into just getting the word out that we are here to get the word out. Isn't yeah, that, is that what yeah, it is? It's like, yeah. I'm trying. And so, in order to do that, we got to be good about just being seen and being out there. And while social media kind of feels detached and sterile, yep. maybe that's why I don't, I don't, know, I can't say I don't like it as much because I participate almost every day. I like the interaction that I get. I'm yep. very, very thankful for um, anyone that's reading anything I ever write. Right on Facebook, and then oh my gosh, to to call me up or message me and say, hey, would you like to play some music for some money? That's like why I have a Facebook. Oh my gosh, like right. those those few reasons right there. But um, we are we not just me. We are now trying to trying to grow this podcast, and while we're doing it, we're kind of getting the idea that this podcast is about networking. It's about making connections. It's about getting the word out there. And so, you know, we need to be uh, available to get our bodies to different places to just show people, hey, we're different. You know, yes, there's a lots of podcasts. There's probably even a few podcasts in town. I, there's, there's radio shows. There's all types of things. And I want to answer the question, well, well, why these guys? Yeah. What, what is it with these guys? Are, I want to show you. Well, it's our personalities. We're friendly. We are getting after it. This isn't some sort of... Um, well, while I hope that this this provides money for us one day, you know, we'll we'll be able to you know offer some sort of service in exchange for money. That's not what we're in it for. You know, no. I'm not. I didn't just create my personality for this podcast. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting with Brian and being like, "Hey, Brian, can you laugh at this stuff when I say this stuff?" Or can you bring up these jokes? You know, we're we're not right. just trying to create this. I don't. I wish there was a better word, but shallow feeling marketing product. You know, we're not trying to create that. Right. I'm the, trying to introduce myself as who I am, a lover of Great Falls and other people getting after it like yourself. We've attracted each other to this podcast and hopefully just that natural organic attraction will attract other people because they'll see the value in it. And I, and I, uh, man, there's so many times I wanted to interject. I think you can hear me like yeah. <laughs> going through the, oh, um, yeah, <laughs> no, the whole entire time, but I, I, I agree so much with what you're saying. Uh, I'm I'm a passionate person. I think passion is addictive. You can't get after it without networking, and we want this podcast to literally be the the example of getting after it. Mm-hmm. And who knows what it's going to turn into? But it's being open to allowing it to turn into whatever it's going to turn into. Yeah. And and I like the idea. I mean, like, let's just put it out there. We do want this to be a popular podcast. Yes. Our, our idea is that this does grow to a point beyond Great Falls, beyond Montana, which it already is. And I shared with Joe that, like, yeah, this is already in Ireland. We have a listener in Ireland now. And Joe, and the largest portion of me is Irish as well. So, like, it's it's a, it's a pretty big deal That's that cool. uh, Ireland is listening to us. But, yeah, we got to start in Great Falls. And be real. And so that's why when we have somebody on for a cornhole, I go and do cornhole. Yeah. Right? Because if, if I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feign interest mm-hmm. in what he's talking about. I, yep. I am truly interested. Uh, the only reason I haven't got my car detailed yet from Dave's is I, yeah, I just haven't had the time yet, but I oh. will have my vehicle detailed. And if yeah. you follow him on Instagram, he does share quite a bit. He does. Uh, like, like semis that as he's driving along the road, he's like, oh, you know, like there's one I detailed or I'd like to, you know, and he shares that and he shares, you know, before pictures. He, I think he forgets the after pictures a lot. 
And so when I see the before pictures, I'm like, did he take a picture of <laughs> my back seat? <laughs> you know, because they're, they're kind of dirty or whatever. Uh-huh. But I, I, I love when people take pride in what they do. They found value in it. We found that most people, they're, they're, they're nine to five now. They're what they're getting after now ties in some way to what they wanted to be when they grew up. Mm-hmm. And so there's this whole lifelong pursuit that has culminated into this this networking get after it passionate thing that they're doing and they and they care about it mm-hmm. and i just absolutely love that and that was that was something that definitely came through with tianta yeah uh i didn't i didn't give a lot of feedback about that but i just wanted to say i love talking with people i'm not what what i would consider a a i don't know type a or typical creative person i like mm-hmm. creating different things but not like artwork you know, drama, music, you okay. know, the, like the, the big three. Okay. Uh, when I create, I like editing videos, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find cool camera angles or editing pictures. I'm totally not that great at it, but I try. And I, I don't even, I know what I'm looking for. I just don't know really how to get there. Mm-hmm. But when I meet with someone that has honed a craft like uh, performing arts or, you know, making an escape room and, and oh, yeah. you know, things like that, it's so... Addictive. I don't even know. It's just so attractive, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not like like towards the person, but towards the thing. The mm-hmm. that pursuit is the pursuit of a dream is attractive. Yes, like you want to surround yourself with these people like all of the time. Like you wish that everyone, every day that you met was like this. And and if they were, I I, I would be hard pressed to believe any negative news story. You know, like I would just, I would, I would actually be the one saying like, this is not true. That can't right. be. These people are happy. They're following their passion. And when you follow your passion, um, it just, just by default, you start working on the things that you need to work on in your own life. Like whether you don't know math very well, where you're going to work on your math because you yeah. know you need to. Yeah. Or you find someone that's really good with math and, and you treat that person really nice and buy them cupcakes or whatever the heck. <laughs> so they'll do the math stuff for you. Yeah. But you learn how to do that stuff. And, and, and while you're focused on that thing that you just like and, and to get that thing, you're trying to get things around you and build yourself up or make sure that you're getting the people in your life that will help you to that end while you're also living your, this awesome life. Yeah, I mean, you, you're living. That's that's the way you live your life is in pursuit of passion. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's a win. That, that's that, a successful absolutely, life. Absolutely, absolutely is uh, the the best way to win at life. Yeah, pursue your passion and and you know uh, what would the Olympics be without hurdles, right? Without some kind of uh, you know conflict, uh, difficulty, obstacle to overcome. Uh, there's no like heroic stories that you read, you know, and I, I always refer to the Bible because that's, you know, the most common book I read. There's no heroic stories in the Bible that are like, and then he just was on a sailboat drinking margaritas and saved the world. No, right. man, they, they overcome difficulty. They overcome obstacles. They, they beat that, that voice in their head that says they can't. Mm-hmm. And, and that's... It's attractive to all of us as humans. Yeah, it's attractive. Yeah, and so. and so I'm excited to see where it goes. I think, uh, yeah, we're gonna actually. I think we're gonna record during our, our lunch break today, the next uh, what would be episode 16, where we talk about uh, Shane, Shane and the Chamber of Commerce. And I'm he he. So we won't give away if it is the best podcast, but he yeah. did say that his podcast would be the best one. Yes. So the next podcast you're going to listen to could possibly be 
the best podcast we've we've recorded we've ever done yeah and yeah. then we'll give you our what we thought like, well, yeah what we thought yeah. in in episode 16 what i have to say is thursdays um okay two things i have to say uh i don't continue to look at like our analytics and numbers okay i do look at them but not in a, a critical way of like oh we need more numbers we oh we got to get the numbers up mm-hmm. but more just to be interested in 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 you know, progress. Get a feel for the flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursdays are our least listened to. Okay. Tuesdays are our most listened to when we have a guest on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Thursdays are where our most uh, dedicated listeners are. And maybe it's just our fault for not marketing it better, you know, because the third person is marketing to all their friends. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of it as well, is when we have a guest on, we're getting their, you know, inner circle involved yeah. and we get more listeners. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursdays, it's just you and I. And, and so I, I, I want to thank, personally thank all of our Thursday listeners uh, that, that just listened to Joe and I with no guests and you guys are sticking through it. I, I want to personally thank all of you. Yeah, this uh, harps for you. For Thanks, guys. That was for you. Oh. It really does uh, have a soothing effect to it. I mean, when, and when I say it's for you, don't you, don't you feel good? Like, I feel good, even though it wasn't for me. See? And I was telling, uh, talking to, I was talking to uh, my wife about this last night, kind of comparing and contrasting, um, you know, what I did with other, you know, because I was, I was telling her that um, as a musician, I actually consider myself a healer, you know, like, so instead of, because when I grew up, I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, and when I got in, and I, well, then I changed to dentistry, and I, you know, I actually did work in a dentist's office, and I, I was majoring in, um, I guess you could even call it pre med, but it was just a lot of science and biology. Um, and then I found out that, um, well, I don't, I don't, I don't actually like blood and spit <laughs> and, and all that stuff. And I don't, it's, it's not, it's not a great, place for me but I do want to make people feel better right and and I think I, I must have learned it somewhere like somebody compared a musician to a healer and I kind of I was like oh that's a cool idea and then it and then it hit me like as a musician like everyone's not many people have earplugs in their ears just walking around you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. or I mean a lot of people have headphones but you know maybe not all the time so your ears are always open and if I can just get my sound just right and make a happy noise I'm gonna make you happy you know, because that harp is just a kind of a happy noise. <laughs> and, and there's there's so, oh, man, we could go down a long trail. But I, like I said, I want to keep Thursdays at, at around that hour mark, and we're right there. So okay. uh, I, what I want to say is even for plants, they've done studies that mm-hmm. playing happy music around plants helps their growth. Yes. And they don't have brains. Or ears that we know of. Right. And so imagine having ears and a brain and what positive tones and and music does to you yeah and i hope that's what people are feeling from this podcast we really try to eliminate as much negativity as possible yeah so you know honest reality all of that Mm -hmm. but man we're we're happy that you're in our lives we're happy that this thing is is continuing to grow and we're we're so thankful for you i felt the same way about being a youth pastor uh, I know there's a level of, of spirituality and, and religion to it that people shy away from. My 
biggest joys in in ministering uh, to a, a, a flock, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a pastor in the Bible is called a, a shepherd, you know, and people are sheep and, you know, okay. whatever. Uh, but but as, as ministering is when I can have those one-on-one, you know, either lunches or, or counseling sessions mm-hmm. to heal. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you can see progress in another person's life. And so I think with this podcast, it's the same thing. We're both attracted to helping improve others. Mm-hmm. And if someone can listen to this and be motivated to get up and mow the lawn, to, yeah. to get up a little bit earlier, to eat a little bit better, to work out, to pursue a passion, to overcome obstacles, if we can just help one person an episode be, be just, it doesn't even have to be a life-changing thing, right? Right. Um, there's a sign in my gym, and I can't remember exactly you know, what it says, but it, it mainly just says we're not doing like this one, we're not hitting a goal. Like, like this is this is a lifelong pursuit. It's not hitting one main goal. And so if we can get somebody to take a next little step towards success or reaching their passion or being a happier person, being a more positive person, every episode, if we can do that, we've succeeded. That's the goal. That's basically. the goal. I want to I feel like that's what I'm doing. You know, like if I just felt like we were just doing this to be popular. And have, oh, have more yeah. people know who we were. Ugh, I couldn't do it. It's just too much work. Yeah, that, and so when I said I want this podcast to grow and be popular, that's not mm-hmm. what I meant. Is for us to be like famous people. No, yeah, just the opportunity for other people to get their word out. We want our opportunity to be popular. Right. Yeah. That. That's it. That we can. Oh, I love that. That we can help other people mm-hmm. grow through a platform. Yeah, because I think our job and I've been trying to be very mindful of this job and it's to make other people relax I want I want whoever is on this show and when they're talking I want them to be feeling so happy and relaxed and not thinking about being recorded not thinking about speaking to the public or whatever and and I feel like um, it's an important job. It's an important job. Like if I can just be goofy, or if I can ask that right question, or serious question, or if I can listen and just just provide that space that they need. And and I I feel especially happy when I notice um, the shoulders relax. Yep. And I notice there's less of a pause before an answer. You know, because when you're really thinking about that answer, that's not how you talk in real life. Right, you know, it's like I, when you come onto the podcast, I feel like we were putting people on the spot. Almost feels like an in, you know, like an interview for a job. Right, right, you know? right, right. And they're just thinking, well, I hope that I say the right thing because I want all my friends to like me, and I told my mom to listen. And yeah. My mom's very critical of me, and I just don't want to act like this, and I want to be seen as this person instead. Yeah, and I want to be like, you're worrying too much. You can be yourself because yourself is way better than you think. And everyone is going to appreciate just your genuine self. And if I can help to uncover that, that is going to be... I mean, if you could sit down and script out exactly what you wanted to say, it wouldn't be as good as you just coming in and just being your honest self and just being relaxed and having fun with us. Well, and we, yeah. And so in that, in that light, like we don't send questions to interviewees beforehand for that purpose. We don't want it uh, to be a scripted thing. And is nope. essentially the whole idea behind the, the speed round, formerly known as the speed round, the 10 questions that we do, uh-huh. is to say, all right, let's ask some silly things, but these things are going to give us insight into who you are, mm-hmm. because people will invest in what you're doing and your passion if they know who you are. Yep. And then you say relaxed, I think my word for it is comfortable. Yep. I want people to be comfortable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you're comfortable, you're able to just be more real. 
And I think um, I love the definition, and I'm not sure if this is a so. Yeah, I haven't I haven't checked my where I got this from in a long time, but I, I have a working definition of the word gentleman, mm-hmm. and my working definition is someone who is um, always concerned with the comfort of other people that are in my in their inf- around their influence like anyone yeah. that's in the room with me within arm's reach yeah i am i am concerned with your level of comfort when it comes to being in a room with me yep i want you to feel so comfortable and i will do whatever it takes to make sure that you're respected you're listened to and you're valued oh that's a oh i feel like that's a good ending note mm-hmm. yeah if you if you want to be a my I, that's one of the best compliments you could get from your grandma right oh yeah is oh what look at little gentleman what a gentleman yeah and and when you think about as an adult if you'd want to be known as a gentleman Mm -hmm. and really it's a combination of two words gentle man Mm -hmm. which means we're not uh you know typically uh, the the male is uh more aggressive Mm -hmm. and domineering and macho uh, you know predator you know uh but we, we want as as men to, for people to feel comfortable we want to be gentle mm-hmm. we want to uh, yeah have, have them make their experience and then, and then so my definition maybe not of gentlemen of just who I want to be as a person is yeah. people feel better after having an experience with me yeah mm-hmm. they feel better about their day their year their you know whatever themselves mm-hmm. after being in, exp- in, a, in, a, in a interaction with me they walk away from that interaction going I hope I get another interaction with that guy that, yep, that which is good. like that that goes for waitresses, um, baristas, uh, somebody at the car wash or or somebody we're interviewing. Yeah. Like, like Tianta. I hope I mean I'm looking forward to our next interaction. Yep. She was awesome. I enjoyed it. She's a passionate person with awesome stuff on the horizon for this town. Yep. So we're happy to have her and we I mean we need people we need more people like us to highlight more people like her. Right. Because uh, I I ran into somebody yesterday uh, as I was uh, doing some editing. Uh, for the podcast, I'm like, what, what? Are you recording a radio show? And I was like, Oh, we do a podcast. And I told him all about. It. And I said, Oh, well, the last podcast was about dinner theater, and she looked at me like I had told her that she had four flat tires. Yes. And I was like, what? I was like, Are you okay? And she's like, There's a dinner theater in Great Falls, which is the same reaction I had. Mm-hmm. And then when when Tianta said it's forty bucks, I'm like, You're kidding me. And so, uh, yeah, getting the word out about cool things going on because this isn't a boring town. We have a lot to do, yeah. and we want to see you doing it too. And you know what? Um, and for Tianta, when I was, I mean, we did sell out every, nearly every single show. Like there was no spots left at, yeah. at any place. And, and if there were just as many people bothering Tianta, uh, you know, after all those things were uh, sold out for that show, she would have no choice no choice but to like double the prices and be able to like pay pay the uh, pay the actors even more and but then have more money to do more shows and then have more money to attract more actors and a bigger venue bigger and venues. all of that yeah. yeah so if we can you know when she was saying like well i don't really have to art you know i don't really have to market it's all word of mouth everyone knows us and i'm like well I want to market you then because I want you to pay your actors more because I want more shows selfishly. Because I just want you to yeah. be doing this all and, the time. And one question we missed, we, we missed with her is if you had a magic wand, what would dinner theater look like? Oh, and I think with it. that, she would be like, yeah, we'd be in the biggest venue in Great Falls and it'd be sold out every night. And she could pay actors, you know, a, a living wage to do nothing else, just be an actor for her. Right. And that right. would be... And I think in Great Falls, with enough advertising, it could be something that if you did twice 
two nights a week, you yeah. could you could stay busy fifty two weeks a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with with some good planning. I mean, because maybe not maybe not five ten years ago, but we're in the midst of this boom now. I right. mean, we're about to become what Bozeman and Missoula were as far as um, the, the 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 new rich people moving here and the new cool businesses are popping up and right. all that stuff. Right. Um, and so why not be primed for that? Yep. I mean, let's let's all be ready. Yeah, and go. Well, there's a lot of cool things coming in, and they're going to need entertainment. Um, let's be one of those entertaining things. And and on the podcast you're going to listen to next, we're going to get into the details of where Great Falls is heading with uh, Shane from the Great Falls Area Chamber of Commerce. A lot of good details. A lot of great details, yep. and and you'll see some exciting things for where the podcast is going and what we're doing. We're excited for that show, and uh, we're gonna. We're going to end this right here, right now. Yeah, we are. We thank you for listening. We thank you for sharing. Sharing is caring. And any rates and reviews you give, man, we're excited to hear about those too. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you with all of our, all of our, all of our hearts. And we think about you too when you're not listening. We <laughs> we hope you're doing good, and we hope you're getting after the stuff, whatever it is. And when you make those mistakes, you know what? Forgive yourself and. Just, you know, give yourself a break and maybe put on the old Get After It podcast and have yourself a little, you know, cup of, cup of coffee and a smile. Mm. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.